This morning we'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we see that in the church at Corinth, there was a little bit of a misunderstanding going on. This was a church that they were arguing over, you know, I I like old Paul. I like old Apollos. And so on and so forth. They were arguing over which one they were followers of. But Paul reminds them of something real important, doesn't he? He reminds them it's not about the messenger. It's about the message. It's not about who told him. It's about what he told him. He says, you know, I didn't come to you to put all the attention on Paul. I didn't come to you. So that you could say you follow Paul. He said, I came so you'd know Jesus Christ and him crucified. We see a man who said, you know, he brought himself low. Because he wasn't the one that the message was about. We'll start reading there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Before we go any further, ask you to join me in prayer. God, we thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. We thank you that you show us in your word that it's not about us. It's not about ourselves. But it is about the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's where our focus ought to be. It's not about the messenger, but it's about the message. Help us to remember that and to recognize that. I pray this morning especially for those around us who are lost, who don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Help us to share the gospel with them before it's too late. Help us to be people who have a burden to tell those around us who are lost about Jesus Christ. We pray for our church to guide us in the direction you have us to go. Pray that in this time of transition, you would send the man that you have follow here so that your gospel is proclaimed we pray that you be with many on our prayer list that you meet those needs in accordance with your will help us to understand your will as you do so we pray for 
each and every one who is a member of this church. You would help your people to follow you, to be obedient to you. We pray that when we leave here today, you help us to take not just what we see in this passage, but what we see throughout your word and to apply it in our lives, that we would live in a way that brings honor and glory to you, that we would turn from the things that we shouldn't do and instead live lives that bring honor and glory to you in each and everything that we do. We ask all these things in Jesus' name because we love him. Amen. Haven't we all known people that like to make stuff about themselves? I'm sure we all know people that if you talk to them about something, they find some way to turn the conversation and say, you know, well, I've done that, or I've done this. Or, we've, we've all known people like that. They want the attention on themselves. You know, people that like the spotlight. And maybe some of these people even have notable things about themselves. Maybe they're people who are worth noting. If you ever want to see somebody that was noteworthy in Scripture, look at the Apostle Paul. Right. Look at his life before even he became a Christian. He was what you would have considered a very noteworthy man. Here's a man who had a great education. He sat at the feet of Gamaliel, it tells us. One of the greatest teachers of his day and time. So he's a very educated man. He was a Roman citizen, which would have made him of high status. If you look at the scriptures in their original languages, you'll find pretty quickly that Paul was an eloquent man. He knew how to say things. You look at the way Paul writes versus the way John writes. John writes like a plain old ordinary man. Whereas Paul, sometimes half of his chapter might be one big sentence. He had just such a way with words. He wrote so much more eloquently. He was a wise well-spoken, well-educated man. He had status. You know, as a Jewish man, he it tells us he was circumcised on the eighth day and he was a Pharisee among Pharisees. But here's a man who says, I didn't come to you with all that. He says, I didn't come to you touting me. Even though he's somebody that could have. He says, I came to you and I didn't want to know anything among you. Save Jesus Christ and him crucified. He says, that's what it was about. I didn't want you to have your faith in Paul. I didn't want you to be reliant upon Paul. He says, I want you to be reliant upon Jesus Christ. 
So we see a couple of things in our passage this morning. The first thing we see is the message is not about man's glory. You know, he tells us right there in the preceding verse, the last verse of the preceding chapter says that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. He says, you know, it's not about man's glory, is it? says, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. Here is they're arguing over who they follow, whether they follow Apollos or Paul or who they follow. He says, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech. Now, like I said, if you read what Paul wrote, Paul certainly could have come with excellency of speech. Paul had a way with words. Paul was an educated man, but he didn't come to them in Corinth saying, look at me, look how well I can tell you this. He says, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech. He says, or of wisdom. Like I said, Paul could have come to them with excellency of wisdom. He was an educated man. Not just educated as a Jewish man. Like I said, he sat at the feet of one of the greatest Jewish teachers of the day. But we know he was educated even in the things of the world. Look at Paul in the Areopagus. <coughs> Sees what's going on and he turns the things he's seeing going on right around on a bunch of Romans look at the way Paul uses a statue to an unknown God he was a wise man he was an educated man he understood things that were going on around but he says, that wasn't how I came to you. He said, I didn't come to you saying, look at Paul. I didn't come to you saying, look at me. He says, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. You think Paul might have recognized that these folks were a little bit liable to decide, well, I want to follow Paul. Because he says, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. He says, I want to make sure that you aren't following me. He says, I didn't want you to say I'm a follower of Paul. And he even in the next chapter rebukes him for saying, I am of Paul. I am of Apollos. He says, who then is Paul? This is Paul saying, who then is Paul? He says, he ain't nobody. Paul isn't anybody important. 
It says, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. And he says, I'm just another preacher. This is not about Paul. He says, I had planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. He says, you know, maybe I came and planted the seed. Maybe Apollos came behind and watered. But God gave the increase. As long as I did what I was supposed to do, you know, I laid the foundation, another build it there on. says, it's not about me. It's not about what I've done. He says, I didn't want you to follow me. What a wonderful thing we see in Paul here. He says, it's not about my wisdom. It's not about my knowledge. It's not about who I am. He says, it's about one thing. The message of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and him crucified, that's what it's about. That's where our focus ought to be. That's what I want you to know. How wonderful would it be if we all had the attitude of Paul here and said, you know, it's not about me. It's not about who I am. It's not about what I can do. All I care about is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's all I want you to know is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, if we're honest, most of us don't think like Paul near as often as we should. How many of us like to read books? I know I've, I've always enjoyed reading. Of course, when I got into seminary, I kind of burned out on it a little bit. But one of the things that always interested me is if you ever look at the book jacket, it's usually got the author on there, doesn't it? Got, got their picture usually either on the book jacket right there on that little flap or maybe on the back somewhere. And then it's got to, tells you all about the author, doesn't it? What always interested me is you look at even so many Christian writers. And it'd just be a list of their accomplishments, isn't it? You know, I was sitting there thinking about that. You don't hardly ever see a book jacket that says, you know, all I want you to know about me is I follow Jesus. Do you? You don't ever see anybody say, all I want you to know about me is I follow Jesus. If somebody was describing us, how would they describe us? Would they describe our accomplishments? Well, they say, well, I know, oh, Robert, you know, he's done this, 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 and this. Or would the first thing out of their mouth be, I know that the first thing he's focused on is Jesus. First thing he wants you to know about him is that he follows Jesus. How many of us 
have the attitude of Paul. We wanted, or how many of us wanted about ourselves? If we're all honest, we probably all like prestige. We all like recognition, don't we? We all like folks to notice what we've accomplished. But what if we get to the point that we realize the gospel is not about us? It's not about, I've done this, 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 and this. It's about Jesus Christ has done what he has done, and I want you to know about it. Amen. You know, I hope and I pray that that's how I leave here. That that's what's said is, you know, he preached Jesus. I hope that anywhere I go, that's what I leave behind is he preached Jesus. Because it's not supposed to be about me. It's not supposed to be about any of us, is it? It's not about our own accomplishments. It's not about what we have done. It's not about how many pieces of paper you got to hang on the wall or how many plaques or how many anything you've got, how much recognition you've got. It's about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Man. That's where the focus ought to be. And I think this is not something that just applies to preachers either. I know it's pretty easy to look at that and say, well, you know, Paul, he was a preacher. He was a missionary. But how many of us interact with people on our daily lives? Each and every one of us just about every day runs into somebody who's lost. Somebody who needs to know Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Man. When we're interacting with folks each and every day, is it about us? Is it about, let me tell you about me? Or is it, let me tell you about Jesus Christ and Him crucified? We like our own glory. We like our own attention, most of us. We like to get recognition. We like the pat on the back. How many of us, if we were like old Paul over here and folks are saying, I follow him, that'd give us the big heads, wouldn't it? And Paul is saying, I didn't come for my own glory. Because that's not what it's all about. We see, first of all this morning, we can be careful to not make the message of the gospel about ourselves. If it ever comes to a point where we've messed up, and made the message about ourselves, when it's about our own glory, when it's about me and I, and not about him, then we've got our priorities messed up. 
if we're ever more worried about somebody getting the glory than we are Jesus Christ getting the glory, our priorities are messed up. And that's what Paul is saying here. He says, I didn't come to you to show off what I know. I didn't come to you to show you how good I can speak. As a matter of fact, I didn't want you to know any of that. What I wanted you to know is Jesus Christ and him crucified. We can be careful not to make the message of the gospel about ourselves. And the reason is because the message is not about man's glory. Instead, the message is about Jesus Christ. That's who it's about. You know, he says, I determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so how did he do that? He says, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. You know, he, he says, I came to you in weakness. And in fear and in much trembling. Did Paul come in a way that brought attention to himself? No. Instead, he says, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. He says, I didn't come and speak to you and preach to you in a way that brings glory to me. Instead, he says, But in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. He wanted to show them who Jesus is. He wanted to point them to who Jesus is. He wanted to show them how God works for those who believe in Jesus Christ. He says, I demonstrated it. So I didn't come to you and show you and tell you how wonderful I was and show you how good I could speak. Instead, I wanted to demonstrate to you the Spirit and the power says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. Why? He didn't want them to become intellectual followers of Paul. He didn't want them to say, you know, I, I believe Paul. I like what Paul has to say. Paul is a wise man. He didn't want their faith in Paul. He wanted their faith, he says, in the power of God. He wanted them to have faith that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what he wanted them to have faith in. That power of God to bring man to salvation. Through Jesus Christ. That's where Paul wanted the attention focused. Because not on Paul, but on Jesus. He says, I didn't want to point you to me. I wanted to point you to him. Now each and every one of us driving down the road notices all those signs on the side of the road. There's different kinds of road signs. We all know it. There's, you know, of course, your speed limit signs and all the nice little caution, this, that, and other signs. 
But have you ever noticed those green signs with the arrows? Or maybe the ones that have are green signs with a town name and a number. We've all seen them, haven't we? You drive down the road, and maybe coming from here to town, you pass by one that tells you Norwood. You pass by another one that says you're so many miles to Lufkin, right there about by the Forest Service office coming out of town. You get to intersections sometimes, and you'll see one that says, you know, Broadus is that way, and have an arrow pointed. But did you ever think about the fact that those signs aren't there just so we can look at them? They're not there for their own good, are they? It's not just so we have a pretty sign to look at and say, you know, that looks real pretty out here. That's a beautiful sign that says, brought us is that way. That's not what that sign is for. That sign is there so that we know brought us is that way. It's not there to look pretty. Chances are, if they wanted to look pretty, they'd have probably come up with a better, a better color scheme, a better way of decorating it, and all of that. That sign is there for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to point you in the right direction to what you're really looking for. Because that person going down the road that doesn't have a clue where Broadus is, and they see that arrow that says Broadus is that way, they know where to turn. That person that's driving from St. Augustine to Lufkin and doesn't know how many more miles it is to Lufkin says, Oh, I'm 30 something miles from Lufkin. That person who's looking for a town and they get to that town, they see the big green sign that says, you know, San Augustine, population 2100 some odd. And no, I'm in San Augustine. I know about what size town this is. Those signs are there to point us to what we really are trying to find. Paul is saying here, I'm just being the road sign. Because it's not about me. He says, I want to point you to where you're going. I want to point you to the power of God. I want to point you to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I'm just here to point you in the right direction. And that was what He did. He told them, you know, He says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon, for other foundation can no man lay that, that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He says, I just came to give you the foundation. I just came to point you where you need to go. He says, I'm not worried that somebody else gets the glory for what happens after this. I'm not worried that somebody else gets the recognition for what happens after this because I came and I gave you Jesus. What if we took that attitude in our lives? What if we said to ourselves that I don't care 
if I get the glory. I don't care if I get the recognition. All I care about is that I tell people about Jesus Christ. We'd be a whole lot better off, wouldn't we? We'd be in a whole lot better shape. What if that was our attitude? Instead of wanting all the recognition, instead of wanting a title or power or position, we said, all I care is that people know about Jesus. That's where our focus ought to be. You know, there have been a lot of people throughout history whose names we'll probably never know because they recognized that the message wasn't about them, but it was about Jesus Christ. I was listening to a quote this week. Somebody was recounting what Billy Graham had said. We all know who Billy Graham is. We all know how well-known he was for his preaching. And they had asked him what he thought was going to be neat about heaven. And his comment was seeing all those unknown guys that nobody ever heard of who worked so diligently for the gospel. And they were going to be right up there closest to Jesus. Here's a man that probably one of the best known preachers of our day and time. His thoughts was, you know, all these unknowns who recognized it wasn't about themselves, but it was about Jesus Christ. We're going to get the glory out of this. They were going to be the ones that got to sit right there close to Jesus out of this because it's not about the messenger. It's about Jesus Christ. And one of the most well-known men that has preached in modern times could recognize that. Why do we struggle so often to recognize that? We can be people this morning who point others to the cause of Christ. Man. You know, I hope each and every one of us can let it be said of ourselves that I'm just a road sign. I'm just pointing people to him. I'm not the answer. He is. Jesus Christ is the answer. If only we had that attitude more often. You know, we see this morning Paul telling the Corinthians, he says, it wasn't about me. It never was. He says, it wasn't about my own glory. It wasn't about me getting the recognition. It wasn't about anything that I could do for you. It's about what he can do for you. He told him that the message is not about man's glory, but instead the message is about Jesus Christ. That's what it ought to be about. You know, I think what we can take away from this this morning is that we can make the gospel about the message and not the messenger. You know, as believers in Jesus Christ, 
our focus ought not be on saying, well, I follow so-and-so. It ought not be on, well, I want people to follow me. Instead, it ought to be, I follow Jesus. I want others to follow Jesus. I don't care who gets the glory out of it because Jesus is the one who's supposed to get the glory out of it. That's where our focus ought to be. For the lost person, so many who are lost in this world, I think this is where they get messed up. Just like the Corinthians, they want to follow a man. And I can guarantee you, every time you try that, it doesn't work out too well. I can guarantee you, if somebody tried to follow me, they'd probably get lost. Because I'm fallible. I make mistakes. Just ask Rebecca. I'm sure she could probably list them for you. Because I make plenty of them. I get a lot of things wrong. I don't always have the answers. But you know what? Jesus Christ does. Follow him. That's where the answers lie. That's who the lost and dying need. It's Jesus Christ. Don't follow a man. Follow him. Like I said, for us believers, we need to recognize not to tell others to follow me. Or if we do, follow me as I follow him. Because it's not about me. I promise you, there's people who preach circles around me. There's people who preach ten times better than I can. Paul probably wouldn't have told you the same thing. But he says, you know, I didn't come to you that way. I determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What if each and every one of us left here today and we said that in our own minds, that I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what kind of recognition I get or don't get. All I want is for the people around me to know Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What an impact we could make if we made it all about Him instead of all about ourselves.